0: Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple: to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So, stay with us. As right now, we present. Today hey, on the show, we get to present a guy that's got. Uh, I don't. I it take me a while to count this up. Eight hundred and fifty thousand <laughs> followers on social media. He's a he's a former military man and. We all, I know, want to thank him for his service. He was a ranger, and uh, he, he's he been in. I, you're going to have to say this again, Sean, how many states and how many countries you've been in. Uh, Sean Dodd is our guest, and uh, he's going to talk to us about social media and the proper way to do it and great ways to, to build a program for yourself so that you also can get 850,000 uh, <laughs>
1: followers. So,
0: Sean, welcome to the show. How are you?
1: Kevin, it's so great to see you again. I love talking to you. Every time we talk, I learn something new.
0: <laughs> That's hard to believe, <laughs> um, because you know, I I grew up a long, long time ago in <laughs> in, in the seventies, and when I graduated from high school, we were just getting out of Vietnam. And mm-hmm. so, a friend of mine, and then I had considered going into the military, but nobody—and I mean. Nobody wanted to go into the military because of the experience of Vietnam and the late '60s right. and the war protests and all that. Even the GI Joe doll had been discontinued. That's oh my gosh! It. So they, they brought it back. Eventually. Yeah, yeah, they brought it back eventually. But at that time, it was so I didn't have the experience, and many of us have never had the experience of what it's like, not only to be in the military, but to be a ranger and to do all the things that that you were required to do jump out of things and jump on things and and be underwater, all that kind of stuff so what was what was it like first of all how did you end up in the military
1: you know it's uh my parents just said to me one day we're not paying for your college so you have to figure (laughs) something out and i said oh okay well um so that's really how it ended up i i I I put the army recruiter, the Marine recruiter and the air force recruiter against each other. And the army recruiter came out ahead of all things. So he, he got my, he got my enlistment into the army, which if looking back, I probably would have gone to the air force because I've seen amazing things that they do, but, but I still had such an amazing time in the army and, um you know I went in when I went in they said what do you want to do and I I only thought I was going to be in for three years so I just said just put me in the craziest stuff I want to jump out of airplanes and I want helicopters just whatever the coolest things you've got and they they said you you should go in uh airborne school and I said oh okay let's go and so uh off to the army I went and and there's a huge story behind that even but you know that's it's uh it's a lot. But yeah, it was uh, served, uh, served in three different areas of combat where I saw a combat in the Rangers uh, with Bosnia, Afghanistan and Iraq and was in 36 uh, unique states in the United States and 14 different countries. And just said I, I stayed in for seven years. So, uh, you know, it was one of those one of those good long terms. So after after I got shot in Iraq, I decided this isn't fun anymore. Uh, I think it's time to get out. So that's when I decided to get out. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm glad that you're you're well now. I I assume. You're- oh, of
1: course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Had, yeah. The, the vest the vest stopped the bullet, so just there's just fragments, little things in there, nothing bad. So I'm okay. But that was enough to realize I wasn't uh, superhuman anymore, and uh, and I was off to the races to get out as fast as I could. So I, I w-
0: while I have you here, and it's just dawned on me because um, I have a, I have a friend that. Uh, sends uh, boxes of, of gifts overseas mm-hmm. to military folks uh, that, are, that are being deployed. And uh, she tells me that uh, um, the, the number of guys that come back with severe problems uh, mm-hmm. that need to be taken care of that I don't think that we're doing a very good job of taking care of them, um, the, the suicide rates and all that kind of stuff. So I just wanted to, number one, you're okay. You, yeah. you
1: seem to be okay or and took a lot of work, but yes,
0: did it, did it, did it take a lot of work for you? Like it does mm-hmm. for a lot of these guys.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think you go in with the, the, this grandiose idea of what you're going to be able to do and that you're going to be a part of something that changes the world. And I was, I mean, do not get me wrong, but I think the piece for me that was, um, that I didn't know is the sheer anguish and pain behind what you have to do and what you see in those results you see some very horrible things and um you try to reconcile them the best you can now the military especially in the rangers you're taught to suck it up and drive on that's the i mean most people hear that suck it up drive on pain is weakness um you know leaving the body so it's okay to be be in pain and you need to just use that pain to do something different with it and channel it towards aggression really And so you're taught really, even to this day, we think we'd have learned from the Vietnam ages, but even to this day, uh, you're taught that you're too hard to be, to feel pain. And when you feel pain, it's weakness. And so many military members leave thinking that they have to bottle that up. And um, sometimes it takes another military member who's gone through it to help them out. Uh, Other times it takes just the right person coming along. Um, For me personally, I mean, I was a very aggressive human being. I didn't know any better. I, that's what I was taught. That's what I was told was normal. And when you go into the regular world and people say it's not normal and they look at you like you're some kind of virus, uh, it really forces you to either take action or which we unfortunately have the opposite. There's there's 22 veterans a day who take action the wrong way and, and aren't around anymore. Um, and. And so I've been an advocate for PTSD uh, training forever. I've been on national news talking about it. It's a, a hobby of mine, not you know, not my primary function, but it's definitely a hobby because I really want to take care of our veterans. Because I had to go through, uh, I think it was harder going through the mental anguish of it afterwards than it was the actual experience. So that's uh, that's what I advocate for today. And
0: uh, if you are listening and you know somebody in your life who was in the military and maybe they came back a little bit different than, than they went in, which happens a lot because uh, mm-hmm. of the experiences that they have, there's a number that you can call, which is 988. And if you call 988, and, and I'm told, haven't done it yet, but I'm told if you then pick um, um, one uh, that will get you to somebody who is an expert in working with people that have been in the military and can get you the help that you need yep. uh because it's it's no it's it's no uh um uh sign of weakness if you if you need help to regain and join society because when you're in the rangers you're taught not to be human really mm-hmm. aren't
1: you yep yeah you, you're you're going through things that no human being thinks that they should go through. And then if you ask the regular person to do something like that, they would look at you like you're absolutely insane. And um, that's the beauty of it. It, it, In a way there's, we need people like that defending our country. We need people in that aspect to run through walls, literally run through walls. Um, But when you get out of that, you no longer have to run through walls. You almost feel lost because it is your identity. It's who you are. And so, who are you in the world when you leave that type of situation? Um, and it takes just a it takes a community of people really to wrap themselves around a veteran, uh, and it, the resources are are too too scarce if you ask me. But at the same time, I just let everyone know that. Hey, I'm here anytime you want to talk. That nine is nine nine eight or nine eight eight. That number, I love it. Nine eight eight. Yeah. Thank you. Nine eight eight. I know people who've used it, and they get to trained professionals, and it's okay. I, I think actually, I think it's more of a sign of strength to be able to say I need help than anything. Um, and that's uh, I just really celebrate those who admit that they have an issue and they need help.
0: Because many many guys just go drop themselves into a bottle or a, a mm-hmm. box of pills and that kind of stuff. So, well, I I, again, I, I thank you for your service and stuff thank like you. that. But, but I, I wanted to ask you because my son went through the recruiting process. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in the he's in the Air Force, and of course, the recruiters are all wonderful, nice human beings who tr- to tell you you're wonderful and you're going to do all these things. What was your first day of BASIC like?
1: Well, after that, we call it a shark attack. You get out there and they're yelling at you for every little thing they can think of. Um, and for me, I thought I was really extra special. Like I, you know, because I, I was extremely athletic, uh, on top of it, I had an award that I was given prior to even going in. Cause I recruited a bunch of my friends to go in with me. Uh, and, and they called that the Bravo Foxtrot award, otherwise known as buddy, you know, what, uh, or, er, and, uh, award. And so, you know, so I got labeled immediately as a, a buddy effort. And so you know, it was, It was, it was unfortunate. Uh, so, you know, my first day was literally just, I, I, I think I couldn't feel a a single muscle in my body. They worked out everything. Um, and, um, I never felt so little in my life.
0: Well, you made it through and you had a successful career and, and you made it out alive. Thank God for that. Right. You know, people like you are really special and and you've got a you've got a wonderful attitude about you and a wonderful energy. And um, I know that takes a lot of work, especially Mm -hmm. when you are in the situation. I mean, when I when I was like 20, 21, I witnessed a suicide and that affected me uh, by by gunshot and Mm -hmm. that affected me for years. I can't imagine what it's like when you see that on a daily basis or mm-hmm. or in that kind of stuff. So in the, enough of that. 988 is the number to call, and and uh, they can get you the help that you need because you are valuable to this planet. You need to be here, and you don't need to go away yet. Uh, You've got a long life to live.
1: Kevin, the way I say that, you said it beautifully, and I say it um, every time I go live on TikTok or Instagram. And when I sign off, the one thing I say is this every single time. And hopefully someone here hears this, but um, there's almost 8 billion people in this world right now. And no one has seen the world through the eyes that you've seen the world through. No one can be that. That means you are a miracle upon a miracle upon a miracle. There is just that much value that you hold and your experience in this world is important. You don't have to be a former army ranger to be important. You don't have to be a CEO to be important. Your experience, no matter where you are and what walk of life you are in is important to this world and you have value. And so I just, I let everybody know that.
0: I, I really appreciate that. Cause I mean, even, even if you are, I don't know, I was a bus driver for 12 years. Um, and, You know, that's not a very celebrated position being a bus driver, but you have the ability to help people. And anything that we do, we have the ability. You can either say, oh, what a crappy life I have, or you can make it the best that you can be. And uh, and by helping other people, you're really helping yourself as well.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting to think that um, there was a a man that was interviewed not too long ago, and he was Elon Musk's bus driver, school bus driver when he was a kid. (laughs) And he's just like, you know what? I'm important because I literally, if I didn't get that man to school, he wouldn't have done what he did in this world today. So, I mean, that's just something to think about.
0: (laughs) And that is so true. That is, that is so true. So you come back from the military Mm -hmm. and you go through some stuff and stuff. And then, but then how did you become the man that you are today? What, what, what was there a, an an epiphany moment or was it just kind of a, um, a slow gradual change?
1: Look, I, I knew I wanted to do something really important. I just didn't know how I wanted to get there and what, what platform would allow me to get there. Um, I, when I was asked what I want to do um, after I left the military, literally the recruiters are saying, well, what can you do? And I said, well, I can blow things up. I can shoot really clean. I can, I can jump out of airplanes. And these, these skills weren't transferable to the business world. Um, what I realized I did love was leadership and love management and that aspect. So I went into business management, uh, and I got my first job actually through Hollywood video. If you remember that back in the day, the, com- the <laughs> competitor of Blockbuster and I ran a store for them, um, all for the great price of 38, $39,000 a year. And so I just decided to go for it and worked, worked hard at it and, um, it it took me a while. It's had a few, quite a few HR conversations. Like you can't say those things. You can't do those things. You can't treat people like that. And I'm just sitting there like, this is normal. I thought this is okay. Um, And so had to learn. And so I threw myself into counseling. Uh, I threw myself into, um, you know, actual volunteer groups. So uh, if there is an aggression control counseling here in Vancouver, Washington, and they, uh, they're court mandated, you're the only people that go to this, I volunteered to go to this group, because I wanted to, I realized I was one choice away of being one of them was court mandated to go. So I forced myself into uncomfortable situations, because I knew through all uncomfort comes growth. And uh, it was weird hearing people who didn't want to be there look at me like, "Why are you here?" But I really knew that if if I put some time into it, I would and um, and I moved past that and um, you know, it affected my marriage, of course, you know my my, my wife at the time, and I had a, always had spats because of it. Um, so for me, it was really important that i I took care of myself and I took the leap uh, that uh, was really to ask for help and, and to go and get help at any means necessary. Um, so I could feel that I I was taking care of things. And then once I got past that, uh, I was in uh, business consulting and I was just really good at business. I was really good at managing and really good at operations and sales and ended up as a business consultant for numerous different companies. And um, literally, some of my clients were Target, for example, um, you know, massive tech companies. Uh, we got really lucky with the consulting aspect of it. Uh, and then, uh, right before COVID hit, the owner of the consulting company um, died of cancer. And so that left me in a, what do I do now? He had these special licenses that only 12 people in the world had. And so we had to liquidate the company. So trying to take contract job to contract job. And at the same time, I ended up with COVID uh, and when it hit and I thought, ah, I'll whip it. Right. And I almost died. So I had uh, I had a 12 percent chance of life because most of my lungs were covered in viral pneumonia. And it was just uh, doctors were laughing me out of the hospital. And I told them I really have a problem. They said, ah, you just got COVID. Go go rest it off. And finally, one doctor took me serious enough and x-rayed my lungs and says, we got to get you to the ICU. And um, almost, I remember waking up, looking at these doctors who were deciding whether to incubate me or not. And um, I'm glad they didn't because uh, who knows what would have happened, but uh, I slowly got better. And uh, about two years ago, I would say, yeah, two years to the day, I was in probably the lowest I've been in a long time. I had no job because I was laid off. Um, from all the jobs I kept grabbing. Uh, I felt my health was at the lowest it's been because of I was still recovering from COVID. Um, I was out of a really you know, abusive relationship and I was gl- glad to be out, but I didn't know what to do. And so I was in this weird funk. And then my son comes up to me and says, dad, I want to do TikTok with you. And I said, no, I'm not doing that dancey thing. No way, no way I'm <laughs> doing that dancey thing. And he says, Dad, I really want to do it. And he only comes out, uh, he only comes out for like the summer and the winter breaks because he lives in Colorado and I live in Washington State. And uh, I decided, what the heck? I'm gonna be a good parent right now and be a part of his life. And he wants to do something goofy. Let's do something goofy. So I strapped on an inflatable dinosaur outfit and I danced with him for my first videos and, and chased him around with it and just was just had so much fun with my son that day um acting like a kid and uh we decided to keep going after it for the whole the whole uh the whole winter and summer and ended up ended up finding out that people liked us and we created a following and he left to go home and so i made it a mission to make my son happy and keep the account going until he came back again um the following year and so uh it became like a joy to me to do something with my son. And what's funny enough is I'm sitting here, like I'm talking to you right now. I'm on a TikTok live of all things. And I'm talking to a bunch of people and they're laughing and we're talking. And this woman pops in and says, I would love to talk to you. And I didn't think much of it. And she shoots me a message on Instagram. And sure enough, we've been together for the whole two years now. She moved her, she lived in Dubai at the time and moved all the way from uh, Dubai and We've created a massive company and starting to create a positive mindset empire, as well as a social media empire that is going hand in hand with each other. And it's just such a blessing because we're able to just help so many people um, take themselves out of the mire. And um, that's what she does all day long. She's a mindset uh, realignment therapist, and she has just the only one in the world that can do what she does. And I am grateful for all that counseling from PTSD. She rounded me out. She helped me see things I never saw before. And, um, and, and it's been a beautiful March for the last two years. It's just, we've, we've really have, have taken the world by storm.
0: Do you believe like, I believe that there are no coincidences yes. and that, that things happen for a reason and that you are the sum total of all the experience you've had have left, have had led to this moment Absolutely. and what's going to lead to future moments. So that's, that's really cool. When you, when you, when you met her, did you say this lady's nuts or did you find <laughs> into what she was talking about?
1: Everybody, you know, it's funny is everybody uh, who meets Dawn for the first time. Um, she's so vibrant. She's so outgoing. She's so beautiful in what she says. However, you can't help it to go what are you talking about? I've never heard this before. So you, you're automatically confused. You're automatically thrown into a loop and you're forced to look at yourself in ways you never thought of before because the way she brings things out of you is real and raw. And she could care less how that makes you feel during that moment. Her, she feels like, you know, she's going to have to, she bring, draws it out of you and lets you see it for yourself like you're looking in a mirror for the first time really because we suppress that as a human race. We just we suppress those things sometimes. So she forces you to take a look at it, but she's saying, Hey, I'm right here by your side. Now let me show you how to fix it. Let me show you how how to maneuver that. And she calls it antithesis realignment. And so it makes you, when you're, you're used to saying, Oh, I I'm just not feeling it today. Instead of saying something like that, you're saying, okay, today is my day. I got this. And you're feeling you're just, it's the opposite of this negative feelings that you have and you train yourself to do this. And then what ends up happening is you actually truly are manifesting and growing within yourself. And it's incredible when your mindset shifts, how you as a person, the energy you can, you have and what you can actually accomplish. It's an, it's insane.
0: Isn't it, um, I don't know if this has been your experience, this was my experience, is that when you go into uh, someone who works with you at that level, Mm -hmm. that there are things that will come up that happened in your life that you may have totally buried and totally forgot. Yeah for okay. years and years and years. And suddenly that comes up and it becomes a really big thing that has to be dealt with. Is that kind of what happens when you're working with her?
1: That's one of the things that happened. I mean, it's, it, it forces you again, it forces you to look at yourself in ways you never could have imagined. Um, what I love about antithesis realignment is, is she just lets you talk for about an hour and she'll just ask questions, open-ended questions And you feel like I'm doing all this talking. What am I supposed to do? And it's not just an hour session here and then see you next week. This is a, she, she digs in for three hours in some cases, sometimes more depending on what you need for per session. And she's, her goal is to be done in two or three sessions, you know, with you, you're, you're completely figured out in two or three sessions rather than one day here, see you next week. And you're doing it for a year on plus. And so, that's what I loved about it. So I said, okay, let's go for it. And I kept saying what I wanted to say. And then she got involved and she said, what if you said it this way? And she started just hammering me in a good way with, with what to say differently. And I had to practice it. And it was very uncomfortable at first, but again, like I said, at the beginning, all growth comes through uncomfort. And um, after I got done looking through and looking at myself, I realized I had a lot still to accomplish a lot to work on. And um, I've been her, you know, for lack of better words, her project, but, but, you know, uh, we've been, we've been a really great team since uh, since we've met and I've helped her with so many things and she's helped me with so many things. And together we're, um, we're just, we we call ourselves AIA motivation, uh, our company, but uh, we, you know, we've created a whole lot of different things with it.
0: And I love the concept that you use, uh, as an example, the law of attraction uh-huh. um, and, and several other laws that are uh, universal laws that are there that, that are just coming to really to the forefront in the last, I don't know, what, dozen years yeah. since The Secret came out? Yep. And, and she uses those things, which are universal laws, and it, it can really help people to become who they really are. And to live the life that they were really destined to live, because as, as you know, so many of us don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, we yeah, we no. get buried in, in all the crap that we go grow up with and stuff, and then we just we just stop.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. She she and I are kind of a unique team when it comes to that as well, because we the the AIA is actually standing for the laws: the law of attraction, the law of intention, and the law of assumption. Um, So everybody knows about the law of attraction, but you then have to intend for it to happen. And then you have to actually assume it's happened already. And, And when you add those three together, it's not that you deserve it. The law of attraction is kind of like, yes, I deserve it. I'm attracting. I am whatever it is that i am and then the intention is yes it's on the way it's on the way it's in route but then the assumption part is like yes it's here i live it it's like if you want to go get a job instead of saying i want a job and saying hey it's it's putting on your suit every day or your dress It's it's, it's getting yourself put together it's making yourself like you already have the job and acting that out and the the energy that comes from that actually allows you to you, you, to get your that fruit more i mean we know people um, she cr- tells a story about a gal who does that who literally gets her makeup on every day gets in a car goes out and drives around for a bit and acts like you know comes home and acts like she had a great day at her job and she couldn't find a job for for months and then all of a sudden she's got two job offers and she got, and she took the best one that she wanted, obviously. So it's 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 incredible what can really happen when you apply the three laws, and and what your mindset does behind it. If you just focus on the positive end of it, um, and the other thing I always laugh about on my social media streams are a lot of people will say, "Well, you just love yourself, don't you?" And I just laugh because I'm like, "Yeah, I do." That's actually a good thing. Thank you so much. I guess I do love myself. That's not to love. You're you're supposed to love yourself. That's the goal, right?
0: Oh, exactly. You know, um, not too long ago, I interviewed uh, a gentleman by the name of James Arthur Ray, who was in The Secret, Mm -hmm. and he said The Secret was a good film, but it didn't go far enough because it wasn't, you know... They they were talking about doing the storyboard or doing the, the the dream board and stuff like that. And then looking at it every day and stuff. It's not enough. You got to work your ass off for it. You got to understand it and then you got to work for it. And you've got to apply the other laws in conjunction with those things. I think. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah, you have to you, you, you have to. They're all they're all in succinct. You can't just go one at a time. It has to all happen at once um, in the application of them, but, uh, you have to, the biggest thing, it just starts with self-belief. And the rest you can take it from there. but there's so much energy in in that vibration. I mean science has proven this over and over again and it doesn't matter what religion you believe in it doesn't matter matter if you you believe in universal uh, you know energy. It, it doesn't matter. it's all the same thing that you just have to have this self- belief, this energy that comes behind it and science has proved that you will do more with that and then you will with the the opposite.
0: I would submit that the utilization of of higher energy and vibration Uh is the way to success for people because it attracts like it attracts people that are also of a higher vibration that are interested in doing great things now unfortunately it can also cause people of lower vibration that decide they don't want to change Uh to kind of fall away a little bit but uh talk about that a little bit
1: you know, let's talk about vibrations. If I'm vibrating up here and someone is vibrating down here and tries to have a great conversation with me, my goal is just to just talk to them and be who I am. And then they can choose, you know, to can raise up to my vibrational level or they, they won't. And I have a lot of friends and family. I, I love my friends and family, but some of them just choose to be down here, choose to be low, choose to be that way. And they just aren't understanding me. The thing is, a lot of these high vibrational people say, well, I need to go down and get them. No, 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 no. That's the wrong way to do it. Cause once you lower to their level, they'll eat you alive. Essentially they're, you know, they're, they're trained in low level, right? Right. They're really edgy. They're good at it. So they'll keep you there because they want you there because that's how they relate to you. Um, and it's, I I remember my phone calls with some of my friends just years ago where they're calling like, Hey, did you hear about this? Let's say Becky, Becky. Oh my gosh. You hear about Becky. And I dig right into it. Oh, what happened to Becky? Uh, now they never call me and talk to me about that situation why because they just they eventually move on and they're going to just they're going to hang out with those low vibrational people and as long as you stay up here and vibrate up here um that's the people you will attract and those are the people that come into your your hemisphere
0: i had a a boyhood friend he was my best friend growing up and when we became adults uh, we kind of fell apart and and went our own way. And then years later, he came back. Generally speaking, after about five or six Ramen Cokes, he would give me a call right. and and talking about, you know, I don't like my wife to do this. I don't like my mm-hmm. job. I hate my. And after a while, I said, "Well, why don't you quit your job?" Oh, I can't quit my job. I gotta stay here and be miserable. And right. it's like, well, if then I don't want to talk to you anymore until you make those changes because it doesn't serve me or you exactly now, I want I want great things in life and um, if you want to live in victimhood uh, which a lot of us do oh my life is so miserable you know and your significant other by the way what's her first
1: name I'm, I Don.
0: Don, if when you look at her resume of all the things in life that she has gone through, all the things in life that mm-hmm. you've gone through, you are perfectly. It's OK for you to feel victimhood and to feel badly about yourself because you've been through a lot, yeah. um, but you don't allow that. And that's yeah. that's what's really cool.
1: I could out victim the majority of people if I wanted to. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really could. I mean, I could go and tell them about how I was beaten to hell and, and barely left to to move by my stepfather. I could talk to them about what my family and I have gone through and, you know, I, I the military. And I could just go on and on about the wrongs I've been wronged between the women stealing all my money and, and leaving my tire, four tires flat to, I mean, I could go on and on. Um, and, you know, most recently, almost dying of COVID in, in, in a couple of years ago. The thing I, is, is it's got to be a choice within inside. And for me, that's what it was. It was a choice to say, I am not living in the past. I'm not living in the mire. I'm not living in the muck. I'm living in the now. I'm not even living in the future. I know the future is there. I know that if I apply myself now, the future will be bright and I won't even have to think about it. It's just going to be there. And I have that belief in myself and that self-belief, um, is really taking me to very high heights. And uh, I'm just being so blessed to be around so many amazing people in my life because of it.
0: Well, not only that, prior to this interview, who you were interviewed by a national uh, publication, were you not?
1: Yeah, yeah. USA Today just uh, literally an hour ago uh, interviewed me for, for an Evergreen story that they're going to use uh, to help people out. So I'm pretty excited about it.
0: Well, you, you should – Number one, congratulate yourself for <coughs> that. Uh, but but also that that sort of thing just kind of set itself up because mm-hmm. of how you are living every day. And uh, and, and and I'm not going to sit here and tell me tell you that you walk on water and uh, there's Definitely only not. one guy that I know that did that. But uh, or at least I've heard that. Um, yeah. But 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 you you are working every day to live your life the best you can. And it shows in in your attitude and the way that you in the way that you you can see the energy coming off of you.
1: It's it's a lot of fun, um, but more than anything, it's just uh, it's fun because I chose it to be. And the power that I think we have in our own ability to to be who we want and feel the way we want. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, just the other day, I had a weird weird moment where. I I looked at Dawn. I go, what are you doing? And I just had that weird, uncomfortable moment. And that was my, that was self-inflicted. And then I stopped myself and realized, and she kind of looked at me like, what are you talking about? And it it hit me. I was like, oh yeah. And I came right back to it. So we all have those moments where, you know, you're human, but it's a matter of just sometimes having the right, um, the right reminder. And when you've kept catching yourself, when you start feeling like you're going to move your way down and just saying, oh, I'm better than that. And, and reapply your energy to something positive. A lot can happen with that.
0: You know, one of my favorite stories is involves Neil Donald Walsh. Do You know who that is?
1: Mm-hmm. No, no, tell me.
0: Uh, Neil Donald Walsh wrote Conversations with God, and it was on the bestseller list for like 200 weeks, and and, and several other, many other books. He's been considered a very spiritual man for uh, since his his early to middle 50s, and uh, he was talking with his son and. He, his son said to him, because he considers himself a flawed human being uh that he's had his challenges and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, well, his kid was talking to him, and his and his son said, Dad, have you ever thought about maybe reading the books that you've been writing uh, because he 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 wasn't perfect and right. and none of us are, but we we're just all trying to do the very best we can." Now, Sean Dodd is our guest, and if you want to go to his website, go. what is your website,
1: Sean? So? Uh, AIASocialMedia.com is the the social media website we have, and then we have AIAMotivation.com for the motivational uh, website. So um, kind of how we work the motivational thing is Dawn is really into antithesis realignment, and then she does a prestige alignment for companies where she'll go into companies and realign Teams, um, and she does a phenomenal job at getting these teams to look at things more positively, which also helps a lot of companies with the retention. Uh, I'm more of the motivational speaker type around ADI, so she'll she'll get them she'll get them right there, and then I'll keep them there, right? Uh, I'll keep them there. I'll keep them motivated. I'll, I'll give them ideas and tips and tricks on how they can can feel better every single day and and motivate them till the sun shines with whatever kind of story they need. Um, and so it's, it's a really unique balance that we have, uh, in that aspect of things.
0: And you know something, if you are listening to this and you are a CEO or COO, or you have some other letters behind your name, uh, I suggest that you, Talk to these folks because you you said the thing that I think is the biggest part that a lot of people miss in business. If you can make your employees happier and your turnover goes down, your training costs goes down, your profits goes down, your or it goes up, your productivity goes up. Um, but there are so many companies mm-hmm. that don't operate that way. They should.
1: Yeah, they, they really should. I think the, it, and it's really new out there. If you look at the millennial base and, and even the Gen Z base that's coming up, they're demanding it. Uh, they're demanding health and wellness. They're demanding mental health aspects of things. And and they refuse to work for companies that aren't supplying it. And Gen X and Baby Boom are owners. And this is just, yes, I am being a little bit... Um, Generational uh, here, but it's the truth. Um, need to be able to look at that differently and say, "Hey, you know, I have to apply myself here and get them these things." But because it's proven, uh, when you use like a service like Don and I have, and when Don goes in and and it adds her prestige alignment in there, and she helps with these teams and refocuses these teams they find their retention rate goes, goes way up. I mean, I mean, way down, I should say. I mean, they, they very rarely lose anybody because they're really learning these great skills. And what's great is now that they have applied this, they can use it for recruiting and recruit top talent with it. So these recruiters are out there talking to these, these employee, potential high-end employees and they're able to attract them by saying, hey, we also have this great program. It's called Prestige Alignment. And we help with mental mindset. And people go, amazing. I mean, not anybody really can pull that off. And, and having that in their back pocket is huge for recruiting top talent and then keeping them uh, where they belong.
0: Because they're a lot happier. And, and as, as you and I both know, uh, pay is like six or seven on the list mm-hmm. of, of reasons why people stay at a particular job. Yep. Um, job satisfaction is like really high and and liking what they do and the people they work with and that kind of thing so yep. it, it really it really is important so tell me about tell me about social media if, if somebody says i want
1: to have 850,000 followers how do i do that oh my gosh it depends you know, you know what's great about what i've done is again working with my son it was the funniest thing um how it kind of evolved for me was interesting. I had these companies say, will you please wear our products and on your videos and just tag them? You know, or will you please do a video promoting our products? And I said, sure. And then one day I came home and there's 20 packages at my door. And I said, oh, my gosh, I need to do something with this. This is too much. And uh, so I started charging companies because I said, I need, I, you know, I need to make some money now. And I have to weed out the ones that are just trying to get me to do stuff for them. Uh, And then I had these same companies would come back to me and say, well, will you teach us how to do social media? And I said, yeah, of course. And then I started looking at the numbers. And this is where it flabbergasted me. So just this year alone, $215 billion have been put into ads on social media. And that's just so far. They're expecting it to be around 230, the final number, 230 billion. That's supposed to go up almost 85% in just three to five years. Social media will be, will dominate the marketing landscape and it will have 85% of all marketing dollars on social media in just three years. So what does that mean? It means a company right now is trying to attract a follower, a loyal, engaged follower, depending on what platform that'll cost them anywhere between 50 cents to $2 and 50 cents to capture that follower. That same follower in just three years will cost them $10 to capture that follower. And when I was learning all this through um, networking events and listening to some of the top marketing minds in the world, they're all saying the same thing, that social media will be the dominating force for the next 10 years because VR isn't going to be there yet. VR will be after that and i hope we're retired by then but um you know (laughs) but vr will be the next thing after that but it'll take 10 years for it to mature and get right so social media is going to be the place where people are buying things where people are moving things and um, it's going to be the place where everybody's looking and you already see it happening now where brands are going to people instead of people are going going to brands so back when I grew up everybody was just trying to run to be a part of a brand now it's the brands want to be a part of a, of a person in the community they're building because that's where it really lies so it you know that for me when I got into that and I started seeing all these followers the followers were coming because I was just being authentic I was just being myself and I was just enjoying who I was I was being funny I was having good lifestyle I have good fashion you know it's things I like to do I talked about. You know, stuff my health and wellness, mental health. I mean, there's a whole bunch of topics I I, I would cover, and people just liked being a part of that. And I liked that. I, I call it my tribe, my Iron Ranger 023 tribe. And we just we go along and we have a lot of fun. I get on these live streams, like I'm talking to you now, and uh, just talk to people all day long. And we come come to find out there's the people. There's a lot of people who are craving positive mindset. There's a people want to feel a part of something. People want to feel uh, that community. And right now I have people from all over the world, a part of my community. I was on a live just the other day and I had someone in uh, India talking to me and I had someone in Africa and I had someone in, in Brazil and I could keep going. We could talk about all kinds of places around the world but the, that's what I'm trying to get at. It's just um, social media has opened the, the book up to the world instead of your just local community. When I talk community, that's what everybody thinks, their local community. No, 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 it's, it, the community is the world now. And that's where the money is flowing as well. So I, I decided that it, it made sense to start a social media marketing agency and teach people how to use social media. And that's individuals, it's brands and businesses and, and everybody in between. And it's been really successful and I'm just kicking it off. I've only been doing the, the social media marketing aspect for like six months, but I'm just continuing to get clients that need it and they're seeing the value in it. And I've helped, the average client I help is about 500% in growth in just three months uh, after using my services because I just know what to do. I've studied it. I love it. It's something I'm very passionate about. And what I love about it is I feel that my impact on it will be positive and that we will take marketing into a unique place where it's no longer just trying to peddle you something so you have to buy it. It's where you feel connected to the people marketing it you feel like it's a it's a a community uh product rather than just something you have to have
0: that's beautiful now i got a question for you because this Mm -hmm. is this is one of those one of those things that's been rattling around forever with with what i'm doing with positive talk radio which is There are two schools of thought. One is you need to conform to your sponsor's ROI, return on investment, Mm -hmm. and and really work to generate that for them um, and bring your audience to them for for their purposes. But Mm -hmm. the other school of thought is there are sponsors that should and maybe are willing to come and sponsor a program like this because of the program that it is, Mm -hmm. which do you subscribe to?
1: So the second, obviously, and, and every, it is moving that way. And so it's slow because we still have some of these people who are anchored in. They just marketing is marketing is marketing. I am, a marketer's worst nightmare. A marketing company, a traditional marketing company does not like me. And I, I love them, but they they don't like me because I can generate what what they cost them tens of thousands doll- of the dollars to generate the same thing. I can go live on my on on my my site for two hours and I can generate a minimum of 16,000 people who see that live and interact with them where they can't get a commercial to do that for under $10,000. And so you know, for me to be able to show them that, hey, I can put up a 30 second video and to them it's only 30 seconds. It takes a lot of time to put one of those out. Uh, But that 30 second video, I've had generate millions of views in some cases. And if they were to put that into a television terms and put that on the TV to get those, ask for those same views, it would cost them a hundred grand to get those views where it cost me nothing you know in some cases and so the the piece that i try to tell the every marketing company and every person out there that's, that's listening it's like look it's not it's not like i'm trying to fight the fight the man here i'm not trying to fight you i'm trying to join forces with you and teach you that this is the way everybody's going to they want to subscribe to a, a, a community, a belief system, a person, it could be something of that nature. And you know, the brands who try to force people to conform are the ones that will die on the vine. It is, it's already happening. I mean, look at, look how things are happening now. And you don't take my word for it. Take take the streaming uh, numbers. Look at Disney downloads uh, for their streaming devices. Look at Netflix downloads. They're down five hundred plus percent. Then you go into something like TikTok, and you see that it is it is up. Billions of people. Three billion people have downloaded TikTok. It was four billion now. Four billion people have downloaded TikTok, and one point eight billion are using it monthly. You can't say the same on any streaming device. People are leaving the, the movies, they're leaving this, um, these, these produced things to get real-life human beings or real-life communities online right now to entertain them or be a part of them. And that's what social media can bring. It, it has what I call the three E's. It has engaging content, educational content, or entertaining content. And you have one, if you have one of those threes or all three of those on your platform, you're going to be successful.
0: That's really exciting. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's the power is really is going more to the people and to the content creators rather than well it's like it's like when people say well what what could you possibly be talking about Sean it's like you know how much it costs for a thirty second ad in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. think think about how that could be better utilized in social media I mean because we're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars for a thirty second ad. Yeah. Um, that that could be used in, in a completely different way so you've inspired me today sir i really appreciate um i i appreciate everything about you and and who you are and don and what she does and i i think i think it's great and uh, i think your future is bright. it's i oh, think it's you. bright.
1: so yeah i i just want to be around people that that talk. And, you know, and that I, most of my business right now is being made through just word of mouth, like everybody else and people saying, got to check this guy out. And, and that's the people I value the most because I know that uh, the person who recommended me valued me, but then at the same time, I'm going to give that exact same value back to the person who is inquiring. They're going to get the best of me and that's going to make their brand business or individuality even better. Um, You know, I I even work with individuals and teaching them how they could set themselves up properly so their voice is truly heard authentically. Uh, And that's the thing. There's so many people at social media think social media is one of the things you have to pretend to be something you you don't. You can be literally the most authentic person out there and you'll get millions of views and viewers uh, from it. So it's pretty amazing. You
0: have a uh, uh, Instagram um, short. That is all about a, a product that turns bottles upside down so mm-hmm. that uh, do you remember this one that you guys that you guys did. Mm-hmm. And and it's only like 30 seconds long. It's been liked over like 800 or 900 times. And that, yep. that's not the number of views. That's just the likes um, and, and stuff. And then it was 30 seconds long. But, but the two of you did a great job with it. And the company that makes that particular product probably got more sales out of that than anything else they could have done.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just celebrated uh, my 16th video that went over 1 million just this year, uh, just just two days ago. So we have our 16th now, and we've got others that are churning up. I've got videos that have gone from 1 million to 8 million, and uh, it just depends on what, what happens. So it's it's incredible what will work and what will won't. But when it comes to brands, um, what we do for them isn't just say you, you, I'm not telling brands, you must do what I want you to do. I dig into their culture. I understand who they are. And then once I understand what they are and what they're trying to accomplish, because I have a strong business background, so I I understand this. I then can go into them and say, here's my idea to be on brand with you, but still be authentically me in the process. And it almost always works when we are that way. Now, some brands are stubborn. They say, you will do it the way we tell you to do it, and we'll, you'll get money. And I like the brand enough to say, okay, I'll try it, and I do those, um, but they never do well. Um, the ones that, where I get to just be me and I get to, expl- get to incorporate them as well, it, we can combine both the communities and off to the races. A lot of fun.
0: Congratulations. And by the way, if somebody wants to contact you, how do they get that done?
1: Uh, they can go to aiasocialmedia.com or uh, literally can my, my, I made it very easy. My email address is ironranger023 at icloud.com. You know, I made it, made it very easy on that. Or Sean at aiamotivation.com. I have another one there, but for me, you can mess and it, worst case, it, message me on, on Facebook, message me on Instagram, whatever one you choose. And, as long as it's not just a high message, I'll, I'll do it. I get probably a thousand highs or you look good uh, comments, comments. I'll keep that PG. You look good uh, comments all day long.
0: <laughs> well, c- congratulations. I'm glad you're doing the work because a community in, the, in this day and age, there are people who are lonely, uh, especially after COVID, um, and they need a community. They need mm-hmm. a community of like-minded people. If it's online, wherever it is, where they can actually touch each other and, and have that human experience. That is so That is so key. So many people are so lonesome and don't have that. That's too bad. Yeah, so, but that's, that's awesome. I, I have to uh, wrap this up, but uh, you're coming back on the show. Have you booked another show yet?
1: Yeah. I think it's like a week or two from now we're, we're ready to go.
0: Cool. That's going to be on the radio. And, uh, so you'll, you'll get to touch the Seattle market.
1: Awesome. I love the Seattle market.
0: Yeah. Well, you're right next door down in Vancouver. So, so it's, it's, it's great fun. You, you are, you and, and Don are just magical people. And and I really appreciate you both.
1: Thank you. We're, we're both very happy, um, to help others. And I, I know I can speak for Don and she's just so grateful every single day that we get to inspire and attract amazing people in our lives. So we're very grateful
0: that's what it's all about and uh you you are doing that and you're helping people really live the life that they truly can live if they choose to
1: exactly so is there anything else you'd like to add before we go young man um just thank you all for listening thanks for all being a part of this if you lasted this long you're absolutely incredible you're amazing uh and just uh i can't wait to have you a part of our tribe so you know look up iron ranger 023 look up aia motivation and uh just uh hang out and comment and let's uh get a part of the tribe and we'll you'll be surrounded by amazing people that'll help you be authentically you and that's what we want
0: being authentically you is something that is really cool that most people never get to experience in their life. I'm glad that you're helping more and more people get to do that.
1: Thanks, Kevin. You're, you're the best. I really appreciate what you're doing out there. Your, your radio show and, and how um, you're out there pushing uh, positivity is so important.
0: Well, if we, if everybody did that, we'd have less problems in the world. I'm pretty sure we'd have, we'd have more fun and less problems and that's really what life is all about. I think. Agreed. So you are sensational. Thank you, Sean. If you wait right there, I'll be right the back. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind
1: to one another because each other's all we got.